Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. This episode is brought to you by Accelerist, the industry's only partnership intelligence platform that helps companies and causes create or improve partnerships with one another. When the COVID pandemic struck, H&R Block was one of the first companies that sprung into action, sharing valuable resources with small businesses and individuals about navigating the federal government's CARES Act, as well as providing low and no-cost tax services to a variety of individuals. In this episode of Cause Talk Radio, I talked to Vinu Vijay, Chief Marketing Officer with H&R Block, about their COVID response, as well as their overall purpose focus called Make Every Block Better, which focuses on increasing human connection, combating loneliness, and supporting entrepreneurs. Well, hello, Vinu, and welcome to Cause Talk Radio. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Vino, let's start out today by sharing a little bit about what H&R Block is doing in terms of its COVID-19 response, since that is so top of mind for all of us (laughs) these days. I'm sure you're a little tired of talking about it, but... Indeed it is. (laughs) (laughs) The the interesting thing for our company beyond, you know, clearly everyone is going through um, so many things associated with COVID. The interesting thing for our company was COVID happened at a time during a two and a half to three month window that all of us file our taxes. Mm -hmm. And so it really did disrupt in a fundamental way our business, our clients' business, the way that they expected to get their refund. Everything got really topsy-turvy in a moment of, in a matter of a few weeks. Uh, and, uh, And so we had to pivot in ways that we thought would be unimaginable. And what I'm just amazingly proud of uh, is how well we were able to do it given the conditions. And I think it exposed for us how much we're capable of change uh, when a moment like this arrives and we are we are presented with this need to change more than anything else. Uh, and that, uh, so that was, uh, I think it was really material. So to answer your question, what did we do? Well, the reality was there were sort of two major elements we had to deal with. First is we have 80,000 employees around the country, many of whom work directly with clients. And so we needed to find a way to make sure our employees were safe, that our offices, we have 10,000 offices around the country, that our offices were safe for our employees and for our clients, uh, and that we had mechanisms to support that. So that was number one. The second was we needed to make sure that we were somehow available still to people who wanted to file their taxes and get their refund. Most people get a refund back. And that moment of getting their taxes done and getting the refund is a huge moment in their year because it's a lot of money. And so particularly at a time of COVID, it became even more important (laughs) to get that money back. Uh, And so we needed to find ways of serving the clients to get their taxes done and allow them to get their refund in a way that was safe for them and for us. And so we transformed the office environment, made it primarily drop-off, meaning that you just dropped off your documents and then the tax pro completed it. And then you you essentially did the rest of it online. You signed online to 
reinforcing our online pro uh, products, which we have uh, uh, an excellent uh, online tool that allows you to file your taxes on your own. And we added to it the ability for getting expert help if you ever got stuck in the process. Uh, and so those two things were were huge in allowing clients to continue to file and get their refund. Has it ever happened before in the history of the United States, and I do not know the answer to this question, <laughs> that tax day has been pushed back three months? Like, has that ever... Is Was three months? April, May... Yeah, three months. Yeah. yeah. Has that ever happened mm -hmm. before? Yeah, I don't want to be the definitive historian on the subject, but not to, not to my knowledge, uh, not to our knowledge. Um, so, so we, yeah, it is now July fifteenth, uh, right. which happened a few weeks into the process. So we made those changes, and then, and then the IRS announced the change to the date, uh, and so our clients have more time. Uh, a lot of people did file, and and a lot of people continue to file, and. And certainly, there's going to be a lot more people who still will file over the next two months, including myself. So, so there's right. a lot, a lot more left in the year. I, I kind of felt early this year because we're—I don't know why—but we're always filing extensions just because we can't get it together by you know the the deadline. And so I'm like, right. hey, I'm, I'm already filed. I'm early this year. So <laughs> felt really proud of myself for that. Yeah. Pathetically enough, <laughs> one interesting tidbit is that most people file the same time every year, year after year after year. I think and I think so, that's probably true. So now I've yeah. gotten myself into this horrible pattern of being late. <laughs> busted. I'm busted on Cause Talk Radio. Well, you're also doing a lot of great work, Vinu, around helping different sorts of vulnerable communities right now. And it sounded to me like you were one of the first companies to help small businesses navigate the CARES Act stimulus relief options, mm -hmm. which to my knowledge seems like you need a PhD and I don't know what to be able to complete <laughs> and file for. So could you talk a little bit about some of the services that you've provided like that? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine being a small business at this no. moment? No. Uh, it's just it's just so so difficult because not only do you have to deal with your own business's problems at the moment, your employees, how to manage it, but then you also have to navigate a very complex set of opportunities that arose out of the COVID crisis. And so it and is quickly, a, quickly, and quickly, <laughs> indeed. Uh, so I I, uh, I have a great deal of sympathy for our small business uh, clients and really all small businesses. My wife is one, and and I know firsthand how difficult it is. The uh, What we did uh, was we knew that there were a few things that we could help with right away. The first was, um, and this was sort of going beyond small business, was just starting at the top. Once COVID happened, uh, there was an, once the uh, once the CARES Act was announced, one provision of it was the ability to get a stimulus payment. Right. And so the first thing we did was said, let's try and help people understand how much they could get paid through the payment. And so we created a stimulus payment calculator. Now, if you look it up online, it's ubiquitous. There's lots of calculators. Right. But we were one of the very first, if not the first, to come out with a calculator. And that helped people immediately understand, hey, where do I sit in terms of what I might expect based on that payment? So we looked at the document, made those judgments, and then created the calculator. The second thing we did is we created a COVID set of content that allowed us to untangle what the CARES Act meant in as in as uh, easily digestible forms as possible. So the CARES Act has got a couple of things that are very important for small businesses. The first is access to loans, either paycheck protection program loans or disaster loans or other kinds of loans. Uh, and then the second is some some tax potential tax benefits uh, based on uh, the uh, employees they have, like an employee uh, 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 retention tax that they could have taken on, a benefit that they could have taken on. So, so what we did was we untangled what the pieces were and just simply shared it so that people knew what it was. Uh, 
We then added to it this uh, program called the Recovery Action Plan, which is a one-on-one consult with one of our professionals, our tax pro professionals, uh, who would talk you through what those options are and give you essentially a, a cheat sheet list of here's what you should be doing next. Um, that's a $99 service. Um, and uh, it's we, we've done it so that we can sort of serve the client more so than sort of trying to create a revenue uh, business out of it. And so that's the other piece that we launched. And so basically the idea was untangle as much as possible, share as much as we can through our website, um, syndicate as much of it as possible, and then provide access to our experts for a real human conversation for any follow-up questions. Which seemed incredibly important because as you said, as you said, Indeed. I also yeah. know small business owners and it seemed very confusing. And you know, you would get one answer from somebody, another answer from somebody else. Right. So I think having a professional right. would be very, very helpful. Yeah. And speed became really, really important, yes. right? Because because every day, not only you know the the, con- the conditions changed in the CARES Act and the availability of funds, but also conditions changed for the small business themselves, and so speed became really important for both our clients as well as us. So, with those folks that were taking advantage of the small business program to navigate the CARES Act, um, were those primarily your existing clients that took advantage of that, or did you find that other small businesses were kind of coming out of the woodwork to get that help as well? So, the content that we developed started to just attract a lot of people viewing it. Right. Um, and partially it's because it started to show up in search results. And so people were finding it and they weren't necessarily our clients before, but they, they started to find the content and then navigate through to it. Uh, we also started to create infographics that sort of chunked that content into consumable bites. And we started to use it in social media and other, other channels. And so the result of all of that was sort of a virtuous cycle of syndicating the content. People were consuming it. It was a, certainly a lot of our clients, but also a lot of people who just had a lot of need and interest in understanding it. You also have a coronavirus small business relief center. What's that all about? So so essentially it is we have a we have a dedicated set of content pages that is continuously updated that provides information on what uh, what the small business uh, acts have revealed. And so it's sort of untangling that and okay. then it's also providing um, the recovery action plan service. Got it. Okay. So it's essentially one and the yeah. same thing. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then one other thing that I know the H&R Block did was join the Stand for Small Coalition. And that's not something mm-hmm. I was familiar with. Can you talk about what that coalition's all about? Sure. Yeah. It's a, It was actually a, a developed by Amex. Uh, and what they came to us and a number of other folks with was a very simple one-page idea, which was we all share a common client in small businesses. We all feel that this moment is a moment where we have to do everything we can to help small businesses. Um, and so what can we do together to create value and help for small businesses? And so it's uh, in its infancy, but it's out there, it's available. And what we immediately said was we've got to contribute however we can. And the fastest thing we could contribute that we knew could provide value uh, for small businesses is to materially lower our price for uh, for small businesses. So we took $100 off in the month of May for our, our tax-assisted services and put it onto that site and that capability. So that's that's something we've done immediately. As it develops, we'll think about other things that we do through that platform. Uh, but the, the heart of it was, let's just do something to help as quickly as we can. And then the other thing that I read that you were doing in May, you're offering free free tax preparation to frontline workers. So how does that all work? And who are you serving with that? Yeah. So again, under the same spirit of what is in our power to do to help, 
we knew that we obviously provide uh, expert tax preparation. Uh, now we can't give it away for free to everybody right. because then we, we we fail to be a business. Uh, but what we also understood very clearly was we are so dependent on our frontline uh, workers helping in this time of crisis. That's our, our police, our firefighters, our EMTs, our healthcare workers. Um, you know, they are every day fighting for us and we wanted to find a way to help them. And so what we decided was let's just give them our, our virtual tax preparation service, which is essentially a tool called TaxPro Go that allows them to upload their documents. And then a tax pro, one of our tax pros, uh, does their return for them and, and then sends it back to them electronically and they are, uh, and then they, they look at it, review it and approve it. And then we file it for them. And so that makes it a sort of a single handoff way to get your taxes done. It's a new service we launched a couple of years ago that's been growing. Uh, and, uh, we said, let's just provide it for nothing. So, so what, uh, what one of the frontline workers has to do is simply use that service. And in the course of using that service, take a photo of their ID to verify that they are in fact a frontline worker and we will waive both their federal and state filing costs and make it free. Oh, that's awesome. How many people have taken advantage of that so far? Do you know? Uh, I do. I, I prefer not to share just in this audience right now. We'll see how it ends over the next, uh, over the end of May and then hopefully as many people as possible. That's awesome. And as just, I should also caveat that we are just recording this on May 13th. <laughs> yeah, so you've you got have some time. time left. Yes. You have time, indeed. This episode is brought to you by Accelerist, the industry's only partnership intelligence platform that helps companies and causes create or improve partnerships with one another. I checked in with Brittany Hill, founder and CEO of Accelerist, to hear about some proprietary research and resources they've developed to help you through this uncertain time. Everything we do at Accelerist, we always start with your people, whether it's partnerships or events, we always want to go back to the people, which is why we issued this study to really understand how are we all feeling uh, about uh, this crisis? How are we coming through it? And some surprising and interesting facts that came out of it was that, you know, over 70% of Americans feel positive. They have a positive mindset right now. I also found that over half of Americans want to give and support social causes right now, whether that be their time or by, by financial donation. You can download this latest research and get many more valuable resources at the Accelerist COVID-19 resource portal. One amazing resource that's available to nonprofits at no charge through the end of May is their Partnership Assistance Program, which provides free corporate partnership prospecting, pricing, and measurement resources, including custom prospect research profiles, pitch review and feedback, a partner ROI report, and more. You can find all of this at Accelerist.com. Vina, would you talk about a little bit about how this COVID-19 relief work sort of fits into H&R Block's larger social impact work, like pre-COVID, some of the things you were focused on? Like, is it... Is it aligned? Is it totally different? Do you yeah. see a future moving forward for what you're doing and how that affects your yeah. social impact work? Well, back in the pre-COVID life that we all had, <laughs> which literally in February. Right? Not <laughs> we that long were, ago. Not that long ago. I was up speaking at various events, talking about what we were passionate and continue to be incredibly passionate about. Uh, which we have coined under the umbrella of make every block better, but it's really got two threads to it. The first thread 
is that we believe strongly, we believed, and we believe even more now after COVID, that loneliness is an epidemic in our country. And that loneliness is incredibly impactful to people and communities' health. So two data points to defend that or support that. The first is the the latest Cigna study that talked about loneliness said that three out of five adults consider themselves lonely today. So a lot of us are lonely. And the second is that being lonely is as bad for you as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. Loneliness is bad for you. And it's also bad for the community, which gets us to our principle number two. We think that communities thrive when there's a virtuous cycle of entrepreneurship and community engagement. And loneliness hurts both of those things. Mm -hmm. And so we felt like what we have to do as a company, given that we are on main streets across the country, you know, we are ubiquitous and our tax pros are like the doctors of our community. Right. You combine those two things and we felt an obligation that we are, we have to play a major role in helping communities have a virtuous cycle that unlocks our loneliness epidemic and helps entrepreneurs thrive. And when we do that, you will have community uh, vibrancy and community vibrancy is good for all of us as well as our company. It's good for our employees. It's good for us. Now that's fascinating because uh, often... Yeah. You see financial services companies doing things like financial literacy programs, which is right. all well and good. We've just talked sure. about a lot of these tax preparation services you're providing for free at a time of disaster. Like that all makes sense to me. But this loneliness thing is pretty fascinating. So how did you, I'm curious to know how you landed on that. Right. We all, we felt like a purpose, we are purpose-driven company, right? We, and then we have to be purpose-driven companies these days. B, our purpose has to be truly true to who we are as individuals. We can't fake it, right? If we believe it and we have we believe in its value and merit, we will support it with the fullness of our hearts. And it'll show up in ways that you can't put on a spreadsheet. And at the senior most levels of our company, we shared this view that loneliness is a challenge. Uh, we have parents that sometimes suffer from loneliness. I have relatives um, who are in various communities that suffer from loneliness. I have friends who suffer from loneliness. And we sort of shared that value that, you know, part, I'll give you a little bit of my history. I actually left the workforce for three years before this role. I retired. I had an early retirement. And it's fantastic. <laughs> I was in LA living on the beach. I still have my home there. So hopefully I'll get to go back at some point. Um, and it's a wonderful existence. But what I missed was the joy of getting up and engaging with other human beings on something that we collectively are trying to accomplish. And that is the positive side of loneliness. So in some sense, even though I was having a really novel time at the beach, I was lonely. Yeah. And, and so there's something to the energy that we all bring as humans to each other that I believe strongly in. I know my my colleagues believe strongly in. And so we we gravitated toward it as something that we should do. One of the data points in today's, I believe it was today's New York Times, is that your zip code tells you a lot about how long you will live. Hmm. In fact, 
the difference between being in a bad zip, in a zip code in a quote unquote bad zip code versus a, Lo- zip a lonely code, zip code potentially could be 10 plus years of your life and what the article was essentially pointing out was where the in what cities are is that gap the most material one of those cities on that list is Kansas City where i am today hmm. part of what we did with make every block better before the covid crisis was partner with the urban neighborhood in- initiative which is here which had made that case to us that where you live matters so much to your life longevity that it is incumbent on, on us as community leaders to do everything we can to elevate the quality of every neighborhood because that helps every neighborhood thrive and the community thrive overall. So part of that sort of mindset was this mindset of make every block better. And that's what we coined all of this. We said, we're just going to jump in. We don't know exactly know how we'll solve it, but we're just going to do it. And we'll start with whatever we can do today and tomorrow we'll add what we can do tomorrow. But the notion of it was, Every block that we're in, we should try and make it better for everybody. And we should unleash the power of our employees' passion, our financial strength, and our belief and values as a leadership team in terms of what we should be contributing beyond providing expertise and care in your tax and other financial products. We've done a number of things along that pathway, but you know, this was all announced maybe three months before COVID. And now COVID has only reinforced for us that we have to do more of it. So when it comes to loneliness, whether it's pre-COVID or now, I mean, part of what you're talking about is human connection in a digital world. And that's something that's even more relevant now as we're all on Zoom meetings all day long. And I don't know how (laughs) you feel about that, but I'm kind of over it. Um, Me too. But but, can you talk a little bit about specifically how you're working to bridge that divide and try to bring people together in a more meaningful way? Yeah. Uh, it's a question that still has a, it's an, there's not a firm answer yet. Yep. I'll give you an example. We had lots of plans that we had structured as part of Make Every Block Better that counted on us all being in one physical space, <laughs> essentially <laughs> things that brought the community together. Yeah. Yeah. And those are all gone. Those are all postponed yeah. and we don't know when we'll be able to do it really. Um, so we did have to find ways of pivoting ourselves to address these challenges in ways that we can in today's environment, then figure out how to do it in the future environment, which we are not really clear on just yet. So I'll answer that question today in terms of how we're managing our business and how we're managing our teams. Um, but I honestly don't have great answers for how we transform this into uh, a lot of the activities that we're doing uh, just yet. And it's something that we are still working out. We know we want to do it. Um, in terms of how we're managing that digitized transformation is we are leaning into a future environment where we know human expertise and human engagement, human care is not going away. In fact, people crave it more. I crave it more. We all crave it more. Um, But one of the beauties of what this last month has shown us is that digital capabilities like Zoom or Teams or any other mechanism actually can enhance the effectiveness of your day. I mean, I have a relatively large team and we would all meet together and have staff meetings and then we would go to the next meeting, which would be on another floor and we would walk over there. And today we're doing it all from our homes through teams. And what we're finding is we're actually more efficient in our work. Um, So there is something to digitization that we don't want to lose, but it doesn't remove 
the importance of human care and expertise. And so as we think about our business and our working environment, we are developing ways to really lean into a future environment where human expertise is surrounded by digital effectiveness. And that's where our unlock is as a business. I mean, it strikes me that now is really the perfect time to be talking about loneliness and human connection. I've, I've also, I have a father who's, you know, he's 75. He lives in an independent yeah. living place. And yeah. he's like, he's so sad right now because he can't do his beanbag Indeed. baseball and his bingo and bridge, all the bees that he used to, you know. <laughs> and I worry about him. And you hear these reports yeah. about, I've never heard the smoking thing, but you hear that loneliness increases um, every chronic disease that, that it right. exacerbates all of those issues. So right. I just, I think it's a really opportune time for you guys to be jumping into something like it, this. It is very true. It's very true. Um, yeah. yeah. In fact, my brother is on the, on the board of Council of Aging in, in Orange County. And, mm. and that's one of the things that he's talked to me about a lot is how do we help um, our, our aging population and, and ourselves as we become aging. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm at that stage, so I have to keep on myself. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Vina, this has been absolutely fascinating. I will uh, absolutely look forward to hearing where H&R Block takes all of this amazing programming. But where can people learn more about H&R Block and all your great social impact work online if they'd like to do that? Yeah. So uh, you go to hrblock.com and you will find a COVID page that describes a little bit of it. But we're building a Make Every Block Better page. It is not out yet. It'll be another few months that it comes out. But what I would sort of encourage people to think about is not what our story is about our contribution to um, to uh, how to make communities stronger, but what can we each do to help communities and, and entrepreneurs be vibrant? Uh, because I think this is a collective effort and that's how we're thinking of it is we have to find ways of encouraging that in others, not necessarily selling it within ourselves, although I'm certain we'll do some of that as well. Amazing. Well, thank you. We will certainly include show notes to your website um, in today's show notes, which you can find at engageforgood.com. Vinu, thank you again for joining me. And again, I'll look forward to continuing the conversation in the future. Megan, thank you. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.